Hello and welcome to my podcast, Blagging Motherhood. I am your host, Elisha. Join me as I discuss, talk, moan and maybe cry about all things parenting. And I mean the good, the bad and more importantly, the goddamn ugly. What up, legends? How are we all doing? Oh, God, I'm so glad to be back. It's been forever. Um, excuse me, I'm just turning my little pages for my notes. It's been so lo- so long. Um, I couldn't find my mic. We've moved into this house and it's just been absolute fucking chaos, if I do say so myself. Um, moved into this place, it was fucking hanging. We're still sorting stuff out. I've still got a mattress on my bedroom floor with like no carpet. There's just shit going down and it's just taken me a little a little while to kind of get a little bit settled and actually find my mic. Um, but I've got it. So here's two weekly podcasts again. So I, do you know what? I need to tell you this first. I had a fucking weekend to myself. I went off to Telford with my online business for a conference. Yes, I'm one of those boss bitches that do an online business. Fucking shoot me. I love it. Fuck off. I don't care what you think. (laughs) I love it. So I went to a conference in Telford with no children, with some friends, and I got to be me. I was able to be me. Oh my God. I loved it. It was so lovely. So lovely. I'm really annoyed. I bet that that notification has just come through on my recording. Brilliant. So yeah, your mama got to be Alicia without having to actually physically be a mum. But let's face it, we're always always a mum, aren't we? Let's face it, never fucking get away from them, can we? I actually have a few things that I want to talk about um, this week. And one of them is sensory overload. I feel like that needs a a round of applause. Sensory overload. (laughs) Fuck it all. I don't like saying overstimulated because... (laughs) I always think of when... Oh my God, I can't believe I'm going to say this. So, you know when you're being intimate with either... I'm going to say your man. I have a feeling that lesbian couples probably don't deal with this. But I'm going to say men. Any man. But when they decide to use your clit as a fucking mixing deck. Do you know what I mean? Like, dude, don't try and rub it out. That's what overstimulated to me. That That's what I associate with being overstimulated is when they're trying to rub your, rub your bits out, rub your bean out. I'm not down for that shit. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, sensory overload. It is a daily struggle of mine. I feel like there's always a point of the day, or multiple points of the day, where I just need to shout, shut the fuck up. Um, or I just need to sit in a dark cupboard somewhere and just take a few minutes, deep breaths or something to myself. So I've normally got Lewis in my ear asking questions, moaning at me, making me feel bad, mum guilt, all the rest of it. 
Reuben is obviously either making noises, talking to himself or crying. And then the TV's blaring. I probably got the air fryer going or the washing machines going or I'm trying to do something and I I literally cannot deal with that. And then the next minute, my skin doesn't feel right and I just need to remove it or my hair isn't isn't where it should be. I just oh. so I know that this is a common problem I know that a lot of people I don't want to I don't want to necessarily say it's just women because I know it, it won't be however I do I in my opinion before someone comes at me I feel like this is very much a mum thing and not so much of a dad thing I and I don't know where I'm going with this but I just feel the need to talk about it, all right? I hope that there's people out there that go, oh my God, yeah, I fucking, I totally relate to this. I can't fucking deal with it. If you do, inbox me. Please, share it with me. Moan about it. Get your anger out. Voice note me. Tell me, these little fucking shits are pissing me off with a fucking question all the time. All they do is want, want, want. And then they've got everything else going on. But nobody gives a shit about me. There we go, that's my little bit done. <laughs> Please feel free, my inbox is open, I will have a little listen and we can moan together, okay? Um, so that's something that I did want to talk about because, you know what, and even if there's women out there purposely want their men to listen to it, please feel free to rewind, play again whilst your man's there and then he will realise that it is a fucking thing because it is run over so anyway let's move on how has everyone found the summer holidays are we all glad that they're over they're back in school they're probably better now that they're back into a routine how is it going um i do you know what this this year has been odd for me i don't know if i've said this in a previous episode or whether i started to record an episode then didn't publish it so bear with me if i am repeating myself but this year has been really odd. Uh, Lewis doesn't do much now in the way of days out. So back in the day, it would be Dairyland and going for walks, proper beach days, you know, feeding the squirrels, whatever. And now he he just wants to annoy the shit out of me, mainly. Or he just wants to just do nothing, just be a teenager and be lazy or be out with his mates, he doesn't want to be with his mum anymore and so it's it's been a strange old summer holiday and as awful as this may sound, I'm now looking forward to when Ruben is that bit older and I get to do it all over again, I get to do all of those summer holidays all over again because you know what, I have statuses that come up on my Facebook from like many years ago and they were statuses that would say, I don't want Lewis to go back to school. I was one of those mums. I admittedly was one of those mums. I never wanted him to, I never wanted him to go back to school after the half term. I always enjoyed having that time off. And whether that was because I was at uni at the time or working at the time. And I think it was just both nice for us to have that, like, take a deep breath together and just be with each other I haven't had that this year and it's really hard to find things to do especially when you've got a baby under one um 
we quite like looking at, um, like, this is going to sound really fucking weird, but like abandoned places, derelict places. Um, but it's not always suitable to be taking Ruben around with me when actually some of these places can be dangerous because the fucking building's falling apart or the floorboards aren't, you know, suitable. I mean, I think social services would kind of have something to say if something happened to Ruben and I, I'd turn up and go, oh, well, we were just looking around this really old house that has just been left or whatever. And so it's really hard to, to do things with Lewis on my own. And actually, sometimes it's it's hard to just get on with Lewis at the minute. Any other teenage mums out there, please just reassure me that actually all teenagers are nobbets and no one gets on with their teenager. I feel like all we do is bicker. Literally like, not even like a mother and a son, almost like a sister and a brother and I struggle with that as well sometimes I'm thinking I'm going wrong somewhere here I'm more of a sibling to him rather than a mother I feel like I'm I'm losing my authority with him I don't know whether that's just guilt because obviously I spend a lot of time with Ruben now and not with Lewis and he wants to do his own thing and I don't know I don't know I'm going around in circles I'm literally thinking out aloud to you guys but I find teenagers really difficult. I I just thank the Lord he's not a fucking girl. I really do. I pray for all of you lot out there that have girls. You know what else is really hard? And I'm pretty sure that I have mentioned this in, in one of my... I think one of my first episodes. I'm still in my first episodes. Who the fuck am I kidding? Is the, the judgment that you feel from other people. I most certainly feel it. Well, from everyone, I think. Yeah, from everyone, I suppose. We've all got our different parenting styles. Our parents had their parenting styles. We've learned from their way of parenting and, and, and have probably tried to um, adapt ours, following on from theirs. Does that make sense? Not making any fucking sense here? I probably am. But you then feel like there's judgment, don't you? Um, and... I feel like that's a daily struggle. You know what, even just posting stuff on social media, social media is is sometimes the devil, the absolute devil, but it is also a blessing in disguise. It's not even in disguise, everyone fucking knows about it. But I put up a picture the other day, right, and it was a picture of Ruben eating... Oh, low battery, sorry guys eating uh, chocolate party rings yes they were for breakfast but it was an old picture and I just used it for content basically to get interaction on my on my profile and my very good friend Vicky she was like I love that he uh or um what no what did she say something about um the chocolate party rings for breakfast and I instantly went on the defense and was like oh yeah that was the other day that you know I I don't always give him you know she's like I'm don't care love chocolate party rings but I instantly felt like she was judging me but she wasn't why would she but I'm pretty sure that this is a common problem for most mums that we we feel like our peers judge us for doing certain things or the way that we parent our children or again what food we give them (laughs) 
the way that, that we wean our child, whether we decide to breastfeed, how long we breastfeed for, whether we're formula feeding, there is definitely a societal pressure around doing it perfect when actually what we need to remember is I'm so sorry you can hear Reuben in the background because he had a nap and now he's awake but I just want to get this finished I want to get it out there guys um but what we need to remember is for generations nobody's got it right nobody has got it perfect standard that that is the truth okay whether it's from cavemen to bloody Victorian times to whatever, there has been no parent out there that has got it 100% right. Because to get it right, surely they must have had to make mistakes to learn their lessons. I don't know. I'm trying to come up with some sort of cute quote about it, but you know what I'm saying. Um, Ruben's just staring at me. I've got the I've got the TV on, but it's got no sound. He's sat with his dummy in. I think he's looking at me, going, um, "What the fuck is this? Where's the noise?" But we'll we'll try and carry on recording. <laughs> Something else that I feel like I need to mention: Ruben does not sleep. Well, he does sleep. That's a lie, but not very well. And do you know what? There's a massive mistake that I'm making there. And that is that I compare him to Lewis. So Lewis was a dream baby. Didn't know he was teething. He slept through from something ridiculously stupid, like six weeks old. He was, I look back and oh my God, he was the perfect baby. (laughs) And this time round, I mean... We've got this thing at the moment where he will just scream if I put him into his cot and his head will start shaking really badly, you know, out of anger or something. And you look into it and it's like, they're self-soothing. I'm like, that does not look like (laughs) self-soothing. Because he literally throws his dummy out of frustration. But then as soon as I pick him up and hold him, he literally falls asleep. So obviously, you get into that vicious cycle of holding them to sleep and putting them into their cot. Now, I know that there's going to be a lot of mums out there that say, okay, and what's wrong with that? What's wrong with comforting your child to sleep? That's fine. But then when he wakes up during the night and realises I'm still not holding him, we do the whole process again. So... That's where the problem comes in for me is I do not want to keep waking up because he's realised that I'm not there. Now, at the moment, Ruben is still in my bedroom. We can't actually put him into his bedroom because Lewis is in it, because Lewis can't go into his bedroom because there's like damp and boxes and all sorts of stuff going on in there. So he's still in with me. Great. Um, And I know that doesn't help. But I'm just doing what I need to do and if anybody, I don't want advice, I don't want people coming to me saying go to a sleep consultant because I'm sorry in my opinion what absolute bullshit that is. I know that there's methods and um, I think once, I think once I'm more comfortable with doing it because his, honestly the scream that comes out of him and the the anger that I can feel, I'm just a bit like, I don't want to leave this boy. I don't want to leave him like that. 
So I think once I'm a bit more comfortable with it, I will start doing maybe the, the Ferber method again. I did it before, it worked really well. And I don't know really what's going on. I reckon it's because I went away for the weekend and it all went to fuckery, basically. Um, so yeah, sleeping is not fun. And I think you need a degree just in that. If I'm, if I'm going to be completely honest with you. And I was completely naive because I said Lewis was super easy when it came to bedtime. I literally just let him down and he just, he just went, he just went to sleep, done, lovely, happy fucking days. But we all know the number one rule when you have a second child is you don't compare. You never compare because they are two completely different humans. Even when you have twins, you do not compare. They are still two completely different humans. But yet, dickhead over here. Well, Mark, well, Mark, Mark is my brother. I'm thinking of my mum <laughs> comparing. How funny that goes back to the judgment thing. Anyway, um, I sit there and think, oh my God, you know, uh, Lewis didn't do this. What is happening? That's because I'm not mothering Lewis at the minute. Anyway, I, I feel like I'm going on. I feel like I'm boring the hell out of you. I know that this is a super short podcast. Um, I won't lie. I'm still getting into the swing of things. I haven't written a proper script out yet. I haven't done any research. I normally like to talk about things relatable, truthful, and then reference them. That's just how I like to do things. I haven't done it this week because I'm still getting into the swing of things. I hope that this episode has been okay. I hope you've enjoyed it. As always, please share. Um, if you can review me on whatever platform you're listening from, it really, really helps boost um, where my podcast sits in. Um, so, you know, when you listen to Spotify or whatever, the more reviews I get, the higher up it comes, which means more people see it. Okay. Um, once I get to like 5,000 downloads, I'm going to hopefully get a guest on, um, obviously other mums, maybe I can get somebody who hasn't got a child and get their opinions on what they think mums um, go through or what struggles they get, that would be really interesting. Um, I'm sorry if you can hear tapping in the background, that is Ruben with a spoon. Um, Lovely. I think that's a perfect time to finish. <laughs> um, I've loved doing this one. A bit chaotic. Um, I love you all. Thank you so, so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And I'll see you next week, motherfuckers. Thank you for joining me on today's episode. If you enjoy the pod, please click on the download button. Like and give me a review as it really helps me get it out there. Also, if you're on Instagram, please give this episode a little screenshot and tag me. I'm on Instagram at mum underscore unfiltered. Thank you so, so much. Mm-hmm.